did you know how close you were? Did you? Yeah. Really, yeah, you, you knew it. Yeah. Dylan Lasitza knew exactly when he hit that 1,000th point. Thanks for listening to the Highlight Zone podcast. I'm Noah Manderfeld. It was on January 22nd when Lasitza put himself in the Rapids record books as a 1,000-point score. That was just a special moment for him and one he's been waiting a long time to do. I talked to him about what it was like building up to that moment all throughout the year because you know he knew exactly how far he was and then we talk about what got him into basketball and what led him to this moment. I'll get right to Lissitza so he can explain just what was going through his head when he scored that point. Enjoy. It's been a week. How is it? How, how does it feel now that you're a week removed from hitting your thousandth point? Um, it's pretty cool. I think it started to kind of sink in a little bit, but we're still like kind of really looking to make a run. So it's hard to hard to focus back on that and we still have more games to play and still have like things to try to do this season so it's it's like starting to sink in a little bit but at the same time it's hard to even like think about it when you have so much going on this year yeah that's the thing is is there's so much going on and you're down the stretch of the season you've got this huge individual accomplishment but you got team things that you want to accomplish I still want to go back to that moment though because I'm sure that was a really special moment for you talk to me and walk me through um that thousandth point I think somebody drove middle, kicked it to Jared Cromacker in the corner, and he swung it. And middle runs like kind of a – I mean, obviously they switch up at times, but they like to run like a run and jump man defense, so they'll trap randomly in the corner and stuff. And so mm-hmm. Jared got trapped. My guy wouldn't trap Jared, and he just left me wide open. So Jared made a good pass and the right read, and I made the shot. But it wasn't, it wasn't too tough. I mean, they left me wide open up there. So just glad I knocked it down, though. Yeah, talk to me about the emotions that were going through you at that time. Um, I was just, I guess I'd say relieved was probably my biggest emotion. I kind of looked at my parents. I was just, just happy to get there and to get it over with and try to win the game. Well, talk to me. Why were you, uh, why were you relieved? Were you just kind of, was the anxiety building up as you got closer and closer to that moment? Yeah. I mean, all week people were like, oh, it's five points. That's easy. You know, and everybody's like, you're going to get that so easily. But I mean, you never know. I had one game earlier this year where I got double lot and I had like four points against McLaren North. So I was like, what if that happens again? Or I've heard stories and I've seen it happen to other guys where they only need like nine points. And then all of a sudden they mm-hmm. stop at seven, they get stuck. So that's kind of why I was just relieved to finally make it there. When you made that shot, did you know that was that was it? Or were you just yeah. the game and it just kind of okay? So you, you knew. Mm-hmm. I only I only needed five points, so I I guys was like made two layups. I missed a shot, maybe I missed another shot. So I knew I only needed one more point. However, it came. So, uh, what was the family's reaction? Um, it was pretty cool. I watched it back on the video, and it was cool to see my parents cheering, and my sister and my girlfriend were standing up and cheering. It was pretty cool. That's cool. Well, I want to go back to um, before this moment, actually, and I want to talk to you about basketball. What got you into the game of basketball? Um, my dad. So my dad and I, when we were younger, when I was younger, we worked out a lot. Um, we worked a lot with Grant Flory when he lived here before he moved away, him and I and uh, our dads. And we worked out, I mean, in like second, third grade, like four or five days a week, we would go to Grant, uh, Grant Elementary School, and we'd just play. And it was just, I don't know, it was so fun. And it was cool to, like, work hard at something and 
my dad definitely like, kind of pushed me to do it a little bit. And once I, once he kind of got me to start doing it, I started to really enjoy it. And then after that, I would go to, I went to some camps and my dad and I would just continue to work out throughout the years. My mom was a teacher at East Junior High, so she had a key to the gym. So we would get in there a lot. So that was awesome. And uh-huh. stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I started going to camps and then I'd get new drills to do. So I'd bring those drills home and I'd be doing those with my dad. So that's kind of how I got kind of started into basketball. When was that moment that the light bulb kind of turned on? Hey, maybe I'm pretty good at this. Um, I went, I think it was my fifth grade year. I started playing AU. So that's like spring and summer basketball. Mm-hmm. And when I started to go to compete in places, and I like held my own against teams that are really good. That's when it kind of like clicked, like I could actually do something with this. Mm-hmm. I know you played a little bit your freshman year. I see you got about 20 games in. Um, were you starting that year or were you coming off the bench? Yep, I uh, I started that year, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, talk to me about starting as a freshman uh, and kind of what was going through that. Um, it was definitely, like, daunting, Is I guess is the word I'd use. It was especially, like, the first couple games. I actually went back and watched my last game of my freshman year a couple days ago, and it was kind of funny to see just <laughs> how nervous I am sometimes when I was a freshman. And it was daunting, but the seniors are really good. That We had four really good seniors that year who weren't – I'm not saying they're the greatest basketball players, but they're really good people, and they've really helped me kind of – evolve and become a better player and a better person that year and that without them would have been pretty tough yeah talk to me a little bit more about that how did they help you develop into a leader especially as a freshman who uh, was kind of nervous about what was coming on varsity um well first of all one of them picked me up and took me home every day Zach Lane Meyer every day would drive me there back so that was pretty nice but um Keegan and Isaac and Caleb they were all like they're hard on you but at the same time they were after the game, they were there for you. They were there to help you. So without that, like seeing how they could like be hard on you, but at the same time be there for you, that really kind of showed me how to be a better leader. Mm-hmm. Sophomore year, you took a big jump. Average almost 18 points a game. I can I can clearly see by the numbers that you, that you took a leap forward. Talk to me about that leap. Um. So we lost those four seniors, so we needed more scoring. So I was kind of – where I tried to step it up and I was feeling my, I was feeling good shooting that year and I was feeling good attacking the hoop. And so that's kind of, where is it? I got a lot of confidence going through that year too. I had a couple big games and it was pretty cool to see that. And we had a big game against DC Everest that we beat them and like right at the last second, I think Austin Peel hit a three and we beat him at the last second. So it was, it was a big year to see that like, even though we were young and we were kind of undersized that we could still like be in games. I want you to talk to me about this 41 point game that I see that you have. Uh, that's, that's a, that's an absurd number. Talk to me about that. Yeah, that I remember the parts I remember is remember like at half, I looked at the score clock. I was at 18. I was like, Oh, I could get to 36 this game. And <laughs> then all of a sudden got the second half. And I remember like right away in the second half, Austin hit me in the corner and I hit a three and I was feeling pretty good. And I, then I came down and hit another three in transition. And then, after once you start hitting shots outside, it seems to start to start to open up. I mean, every time this happens and people start running at you and then you can get by really easily. And so that's kind of how that game happened. It was it was pretty cool and made some free throws that game, which was nice. As you started to to make more buckets, right? You had that good sophomore year. Did it ever creep in your head about scoring a thousand points? Is that something that was that was funneling through? 
Well, so on my U team, there's I, there's a couple guys I play with that are really good, and Zach Johnson's one of them. And I remember going to my junior year, he was talking about potentially hitting it that next year. So that kind of got me to start thinking about it. And I realized if I would have had, if I had the same year I had the year before, I think I would have gotten there. I would have been really close. I would have mm-hmm. gotten there. So it started. I started to kind of think that, and then I think I kind of got a little lazy that year, that summer, and I kind of, and then Grant came back. So I think I thought about it. I thought it was a good goal to have. And I mean, I had a couple of good games last year, but I started to work on my passing a little bit better, which was nice. But I definitely thought about it the early on in my junior year. Beginning of this year, did you know how close you were? Did you? Yeah. Really, yeah, you, you knew it. Yeah. Coach told me about it. Like at the end of last year, we have like team meetings or coach player meetings. And he told me like my exact number and he's like, you got to get here. And then here's for the scoring record. And then he kind of laid it all out for me. Mm-hmm. And this is a year where you've, you're playing less games than in a normal year. I know you said it was relief when you hit that. Was the anxiety building just because it's not a normal, in a normal year, you probably would have gotten it midway through the season, but this yeah. is not that. Well, the big thing is like, you can be done for two weeks at any time. So if we get shut down tomorrow, and we don't play Spash, I, it'd be tough for me to see how we're going to make up a game when we have State in three weeks. So looking at it like that, I was obviously thinking every game, like you never know if you're going to get shut down for two weeks and how are you going to make games up. I mean, we've had – last week we had back-to-back and then a day off back-to-back. Like we play a lot of games in a short time. So it's like if we get closed off for two weeks, we're not going to be able to fit in four more games if we have four games that week. So – it was relieved to like hit it and then just realize I got there and I don't have to worry about running out of games anymore, stuff like that. And now you can play down the stretch and, and focus yeah. on your team, not on yourself. <laughs> exactly. Talk to me about the team goals you guys have. So we have not played a game this year. So we have three seniors. No, we have six seniors, sorry. But we have three seniors who started last year and played a lot of time me and then two other guys we haven't played one game with all three of us yet really so we're hoping to get everybody back healthy for monday we've had grants played only three games this year and he's been injured most of the games and ruben friedberg has only played maybe six games this year and then he goes on concussion protocol for the last week and a half so we haven't had like a full lineup yet this year and i'm hoping once we get back that we can once we get that back we can build a little chemistry and then we're hoping to really make get all of our sectionals our big goal we have a sectional with a couple of claire teams and holman and we think we have a decent chance to make it out of there i was gonna say that's that's the goal and it's perfect time to get some of your talent back exactly exactly ruben should be back tomorrow and then we should be at hopefully full strength and we'll build some chemistry going into the spring mm-hmm. you brought it up just a few minutes ago, State is only three weeks away. You're a senior, which means the season is coming down to a close and your career at Rapids is coming down to a close. How does it feel to be winding down? Um, I don't think it's really truly hit me yet, but I remember Coach Woodard said something about it last week. He's like, we only got, I can't remember how many games it was, maybe it was four games. And I was like, this is crazy. And then that's when I went back and watched the game from freshman year, like, come a long way since freshman year to get to where I'm at now. I just wish it didn't have to end so soon. What would you tell your freshman year self if you could talk to him today? 
Um, just be, try to be confident, I guess would be the big thing. I mean, I remember there's times sophomore year where coach was on me or my family was on me and like, just calm down and you're okay. Just be confident and just go out there and play. Last question I have, do you have the ball from your thousandth point? Um, not yet. I think they have it at school somewhere. I don't have it yet. I heard, I heard whisperings that everybody's going to sign it and give it to me. I it's there somewhere. I believe I saw him grab it after after the point. So I'm sure Mr. Fighter Athletic Director has it lying around somewhere. What's your plans with it? Um, I hope that those guys can sign it. And I think it'd be really cool if eventually I get like the guys I grew up playing with to sign it when they come home. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what I want to do and have my parents sign it. And I think I want to put it in a case somewhere with everybody signed it. So it could be like everybody I grew up with playing, have them on there. It'd be a pretty cool to like represent who I've all been with and who I've played with. What's the next step in your basketball career? Are you are you pursuing options at college? Um, I am currently looking. I don't know where I'm going to go yet. I'm sure you get that a lot. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. have, no. I have a lot of family asking and friends, where are you going next year? What are you going to do? Um, I don't know. I, I might play football, too. I haven't fully decided. Okay. So I'm kind of looking at looking at different options. I think I'm going to go to the west of Wisconsin, so maybe in somewhere in Minnesota or Iowa. That's kind of where I'm looking at going to school. And then we'll kind of see – see what any sports bring along there. Well, Lissitza has an athletic career ahead of him. Guy worked hard. I've seen him play, and he puts in the work. Good luck to them down the stretch. That's all for this episode of the Highlight Zone podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have any episode ideas, feel free to email sports at WSAW.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, thank you for listening to the WSAW Highlight Zone podcast, and take care.